raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel, Jason Hammer, right over there with a special guest on the drive, Hubler.com hotline. Robert Lighthizer was sworn in as the 18th United States Trade Representative in 2017. Ambassador Lighthizer spearheaded a number of agreements, USTR, including the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. He's got a brand new book out, No Trade is Free Changing course, taking on China and helping America's workers. Ambassador, thank you so much for joining us in Indianapolis. How are you? I'm doing great, and thank you for having me. So the key part of this title of the book is Taking on China for me. I'm curious as to your thoughts as somebody who has been in the seat, somebody who's had to deal with China. What do you think is going on right now? So, so that's a really important question. Yeah, I always in this analysis say let's start with the. You have to determine whether or not you think they're benign, friendly, or antagonistic, whether they're an adversary. And I, I just like to spend one minute just kind of going through it quickly. They flat do not like us. They're building up their army, the biggest in the world, their navy. They're militarizing the South China Sea. They're building navy bases in Africa. They're building them in, in, in uh, military, at least eavesdropping, probably more than that, in Cuba. They spy on us. They send the spy balloon. They hack our, our businesses. You know, they're, they, they're threatening Taiwan. They're actually threatening Japan. At least they're going arriving up, putting their battles. So what I want to say is, you got to start with the proposition that, by their own words, they want to be number one in the world, and they want to stop us from being number one in the world. All right, so that's that's the, the, the basic starting point. And then you kind of say, where are we? Well, we're in a we're in a, a lethal competition, and right now we're losing it. We began. So we need to change a course. We began to change that course when. Donald Trump was the first president to take on this um, this problem with China, right? And and um, there are military aspects of it which national security people worry about, but the, what I worry about is the economic aspect of it. And right now we're running up huge deficits with them. Have for years, for the last twenty years, probably transferred six trillion dollars, and have really built up their economy, built up their navy, built up their technology, all of which is challenging us. And and we have to begin the process of turning that around. That's and that basically is the overview. So, Mr. Lighthizer, you were Trump's top trade advisor in the administration you're a key player in the the phase one trade agreement um what happened to that and and is is china sort of a necessary evil right now for our economy to function so so i mean the reality is that we have to make a course correction we have to really phase it in but there's China is looking. China is decoupling from us, except they want to keep selling stuff to us. But they're but they're buying less and less from us. They, 
every now and then I get this kind of thing. Well, gosh, haven't we already lost? Right? They, you know, they're they're doing so much better than we are, and I don't buy that. I think they have a lot of problems too, but they're going to prevail if we don't make a change. Now, are we dependent on them in a lot of ways? Yes. Are they dependent on us in a lot of ways? Yeah, they're dependent on us because we ship them four or five, six hundred billion dollars worth of uh, U.S. dollars every year. But we have to begin the process of disentangling our technology, stopping the outflow of cash from them and keeping that money here, or if you want, sending it to, uh, to allies, and then and then uh, you know, do corrections on the investment going each way. So in the short run, there is some dependence but it's only going to get worse if we don't do something now. That's kind of my position. And I, and I think it's a, pre, a prevailing view of Republicans and Democrats on the Hill. I think it's more and more the view people understand the nature of the problem and realize we have to take stops. We have to take serious steps right now to, to, um, to change course. We're speaking with Ambassador Robert Lighthizer. He's got a new book out, No Trade is Free, Changing Course, Taking on China, and Helping America's Workers. So how quickly could a fix be? Because the relationship right now between the United States and China is pretty awful. China is not respecting Joe Biden at all. So if a new president comes in in 2024, whether that's Donald Trump, whether that's Ron DeSantis or whoever, can the relationship with China be saved? And how long of a process does that take? So so implicit in that is that that we want to have a particular relationship with China. Look, at I wish that they weren't a hostile adversary that was trying to um, hurt America. I wish that. But that's not going to change, right? So just make up your mind. That's not going to change. That's been, been true since the communists got there, and it's, it's going to continue to be true during our lifetime. So the question is, how do we coexist with them and not – in the process, make them stronger and us weaker, right? You're never going to be in a position where China is going to be benign. That is just naive and foolish. They, they have a, a philosophy that they belong number one in the world. They think they were for 2,000 years, and anyone in their way is a problem. You will art on top of that the fact that they think capitalism and free democratic government is wrong and that their system of totalitarian communism is right, you put those things together, we're never going to be in a position where we're going to say, oh, it's great, we get along with China. So the question is, how do you manage the relationship? And for me, the number one thing is stop shipping them huge amounts of money and shipping them yeah. technology, right? That seems like the, the, there is the old expression, when you're in the, in the hole, stop digging. That is literally the first thing we have to it's it's like we're we're funding we're funding the rise and power of our rivals, Mr. And, and it's, it's never happened. You have said it exactly right, and it's never happened before in history, any country. So how was how was the relationship with China different before Donald Trump came in? And did, you know, the phase one trade agreement and the tariffs, and I'm sure China didn't like that. Was was it, how different was it before 
you know, you, and of course, you were, a, a, again, a key player and a, Trump's top trade advisor. How was it different before Donald Trump took over, and what's different now? Well, let me say, first of all, there was a perception around the world that China wasn't, or at least in, the, in this country and in most of the world, that, that China wasn't that big a problem. Yes. There was no focus by American businesses on the fact that they are literally feeding the crocodile that is going to eat us. Nobody focused on all their unfair trade. Nobody focused on their technology theft and the like. So what this president, what President Trump did is he then went in and he authorized me to do an investigation, which I did under one statute that was that would permit him to raise tariffs. And then we raised tariffs and, and we put in export controls. We did all these kinds of things that you would expect to begin the process of decoupling. But probably the most important thing we did is we, we, we made it clear to American businesses and to the Chinese that it was no longer business as usual. We were, we were now on to them and we were changing course. We were, we were going to take steps to minimize the damage that we were doing to ourselves. And, and to me, that's really that momentous change is, is one of the one of President Trump's greatest accomplishments is the fact that he, you know, what it would be a little bit like in your mind. It would be like, it would be literally like Winston Churchill in the thirties saying, you know, Germany's a problem. Germany's a problem. And the government thinking, what do you mean? I, I'll, I'll give you a funny example on that. Neville Chamberlain, who you're all familiar with and appeasement and all of that, before he was prime minister, he was chancellor of the exchequer. And he literally, in the late 30s, approved the sale of Rolls-Royce airplane engines to Nazi Germany to put on their planes. And people, I'm not kidding, this is a true story. And people would ask him why he did it. And he said, trade like religion knows no borders. I mean, literally, wow. that's, that's, it's like breathtaking. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, 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 and that's, you know, that's more or less where we were. They would say, well, all right, China's not perfect, but, you know, we got a, we got a lot of people in New York who are getting really rich in, in, on Wall Street and some tech guys that are getting really rich and ignore the fact that, you know, Indiana, so, where you guys are, Ohio, where I'm from, they're all, those small communities are all getting wiped yeah. out. So is there a modern-day version of, you know, the, the Munich Agreement? From from the night from the late thirties that that Neville Neville Chamberlain uh, signed. So, like yeah, the appeasement. I mean, one thing to remember is that we use the term appeasement. Appeasement was an official policy. We use it as like a, a, a pejorative. It was the official policy of the Conservative Party under three prime ministers for ten years. And the whole notion was, we'll just stabilize our relationship. You hear that word now with China? We'll oh, stabilize yeah. our relationship. You know, you don't stabilize a relationship if it's not if if the trajectory of the relationship means that you're going to lose. So you don't want to stabilize that. But so, is there is there a modern day equivalent of the big giveaway? <laughs> My guess is you'll be able to say that if if if. Um, Joe Biden is reluctant because I think that he, he gets rid of the tariffs and 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 gets rid of a lot of the export control. So I, every time he's together or has a conversation, 
with Xi Jinping. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for just what you said. Scary stuff. Yeah. We're all waiting for Joe Biden to come away with a handful of magic beans and all of our money go to China when Joe Biden's involved. Um, The book is phenomenal. No trade is free. Changing course, taking on China, helping America's workers. This is a phenomenal book. You will be smarter. You will see common sense. And the man behind it is Robert Lighthizer. Uh, Thank you so much, Ambassador. We appreciate your time joining us here in Indy. Well, thank you. It was a, it was a pleasure to be with you, and, 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 and say hello to all my friends in Indiana. You got it. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.